are using the terms right, wrong, good, bad, correct, incorrect, are they impacting your ability to change what it is you drink with ease and flow and grace? Stay tuned because I'm going to share a little bit about how those words impact our ability to exit the drinking life with ease, flow, and grace. Welcome to Exit the Drinking Life Podcast. I am thrilled that you're here. I'm your host, Debbie Talbert. I am here to teach you how to change what you're drinking without shaming, blaming, and judging yourself for your choices so that you can create a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Hey, my friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode idea came to me when I actually saw an image on social media. Now, I have since um, left the social media as far as Facebook and Instagram. You will find me here on the podcast and you'll also find me work with me and receive updates with me via the email. However, because of all of the impact and the noise and everything that was going on as f- in the social media world about canceling people out and people are right and people are wrong and my way is the only way and also what it does and was doing to my own brain in comparing myself, my body, my life, my looks, my aging process, all of these things that that my brain would go down this path of eventually, maybe not right away, but with after within 10 or 15 minutes, I would find myself within this compare and despair mode. And I couldn't quite figure out and put my finger on it until I actually watched the thing on the uh, documentary on Netflix about social dilemma. So I highly encourage you guys to, if you have Netflix or access to it in some way, shape or form, to really take an opportunity to check that out. So you can really see what's going on with how much our brains are so impact with the exposure to all of this and our brain and because of our brain's natural tendencies and how we do this comparing and want to be like others anyway and it's part of our natural tendency and then when we catch ourselves wrapped up into it how it's actually impacting what we actually think about ourselves as a person and our own lives and so i highly recommend that you go over and check that out. But this episode, this particular episode, I really want to talk about the terms and the words and utilizing of words as like, I'm doing this right. I'm doing this wrong. This is correct. This is incorrect. And that somehow um, drinking less or drinking more makes you a good or a bad person and that has something that being able to exit the drinking life and change what it is that you're drinking and choosing something other than alcohol more often than you current less often actually than you currently are now that somehow how often you choose alcohol is somehow mixed into you as a person 
and you needing to improve yourself in some way. And so what really got to me was when I saw, it's a screenshot of the actual 12 steps that are focused on within the um, AA program, right? And so this is what I think that AA gets very, very wrong, which is mixing self-improvement with habit change, right? But it wasn't until I saw this particular post and the individual that put it, and I can't even remember the name, they had highlighted these different components of it. And the top of it says 12 steps focus on being a better person, right? And so uh, some of the things that are within the 12 steps is restoring us to sanity, searching and fierce moral inventory of ourselves, admitting the exact nature of our wrongs, remove all of our defects of character, removing our shortcomings, making amends to them all, to the people that we've harmed, uh, and then making direct amends and continuing to take personal inventory and then practice these principles in all of our affairs. And so basically, I believe that it it wasn't until I saw this that I didn't quite understand even for myself, even though personally I'd only attended a couple of AA meetings, but I really believe that because of how these words are so tied to this like I need to improve myself as a person somehow or I'm never ever going to be able to change this habit right when the reality is that this is really a habit and a current relationship that we have with alcohol and that we're choosing to pick it to solve for something but yet it has nothing to do with us needing to be a quote-unquote better person. And so what I think they get very, very wrong is mixing habit change with personal development, right? Because what it does is it creates that perfect storm for shame, self-blame, self-judgment. And if you've ever seen any of Brene Brown um, TED Talks or anything that she's put out into the world. She is a vulnerability researcher. And one of her quotes is that shame corrodes the very part of us that believes we are capable of change. And I don't know if you remember in the first episode of the season, where I really talked about the power of belief, right? And that we need to have at least a 3% belief this making this change we want to make for ourselves and changing what it is that we're drinking and relying and looking at why we're actually doing it and what we're thinking that the alcohol is going to solve for us it really takes us to have at least a three percent belief that it is possible for us that this type of transformation and this change we would like to make is possible. And so if we are focusing on us being right, wrong, good, bad, basing that on the amount of alcohol that we consume or have consumed, or even the things that we may have done or not done under the influence of a substance that impacts our brains and our ability to 
behave in ways that we would not have normally behaved, that actually puts us into this shame cycle. And for myself, my shame kept me hiding for like over seven years because I was judging my actions instead of allowing myself to ignite curiosity and think, what if this isn't right and it isn't wrong, it just is a substance that I'm choosing to pick to not feel my emotions, right? Because we all are in our lives, we do that a lot in the, and we, um, in a lot of different ways, right? We can watch too much television, we can scroll social media, we can shop, we can overspend, we can overeat, right? There are a lot of ways and what the action, what we're actually literally doing is picking something to help us not feel our emotions. Yet it, it has absolutely nothing to do with who we are as a person. It's literally a habit of not wanting to feel our emotions, not allowing ourselves to become curious, and therefore leading us, if we tie it to who we are as a person and thinking that we're somehow right or somehow wrong based on the amount of alcohol we do or don't consume, we literally lead ourselves down this shame spiral, right? And so it really wasn't until I was able to pinpoint what did I want the alcohol to solve for me in my own unique situation was I able to learn to ignite my curiosity, literally X out the beliefs that I had about life with less alcohol in it, and also beliefs about my life that were causing me not to even want to pay attention to my life, right? And so once you can drop your judgment and understand why you're drinking the way that you're drinking, it's easy for you to understand how to transform the habit, right? And so igniting your curiosity is really one of the habit-busting skills that I, that I want to teach you guys, right? And so really what curiosity and igniting curiosity is, is when you notice yourself wanting to consume alcohol, when you had already told yourself that you were not, or even right now you're igniting your curiosity around uncovering what you believe it's solving, right? And so before you're going to have the drink, it's really allowing yourself to pause, literally drop yourself into your body and notice what it's actually feeling like inside your body as you're allowing yourself to breathe and bring in awareness of what was I actually thinking, what were the thoughts going on in my head right before I had this desire to have this drink, right? And so those are the kinds of things that you need to uncover not improve who you are as a person, right? And I am personally all about growing myself. This is why um, 
I'm doing a business and doing coaching is because of how I want to grow and experience the world. However, it's not because I need to improve myself as a person. It's because of how it is I want to experience my life. So the overdrinking is a habit that you can change and it literally has absolutely nothing to do with yourself as a person. And so what I want to invite you to check out and ask yourself is what if I didn't believe, what if I believed alcohol just was, right? What if I believed that alcohol was a substance sitting on the shelf and that my action of consuming it had nothing to do with me and my value as a person, what kinds of actions would that then fuel, fuel, fuel you to take, right? Would it allow you to move towards your goal? Would it allow you to bring in more presence into your life, more of you into your life? Would it allow you to notice and become curious about what's in my life that I'm trying to avoid, what can I do to address it instead of avoid it? Right, so I really want you to try on this idea of what if I allowed myself to get curious about what I want this drink to do for me, knowing that because I want this drink, it has absolutely nothing to do with my value as a person. How would that actually feel? How would that make and change your ability to choose something other than alcohol more often? And what would that feel like for you in your ability to start leaning in and moving towards designing a life that you love living. I want you to know that I have been exactly where you are right now, stuck, feeling trapped in this drinking life, worried I would never be able to find my way out. I am here to tell you it is 100% possible. If I can do this, you can do this. If you want to take what you've been learning here on the podcast to the next level, head over to jumpseatcoaching.com because I have created a variety of resources for you over there.